leadership has always been challenging, but today the pressures and unrelenting changes are greater than ever before. Leaders must manage an increasingly complex work environment made up of both remote and hybrid teams. To add to that, many team members are facing economic health and family care demands. So leaders have to be even more flexible and creative in order to be effective. We know that energized and engaged people and teams are the lifeblood of every organization. I'm Leanne Rogers, host of Leading Better Teams, and I arm leaders with everything you need to build happy and high-performing teams, all served up with empathy, humor, and a dash of Southern charm. Join me each month as I share the most effective and actionable insights, models, tips, and tools to help you lead better teams. Let's get started. Are you or your team craving more connection? Well, more than 60% of Americans report feeling lonely, left out, poorly understood, lacking companionship. All of this according to a report by Cigna Insurance from January of 2020. That was pre-pandemic for Americans. So imagine how high or how much that percentage may have gone up in just the last year. My name is Leanne Rogers, host of Leading Better Teams. And today I'm going to be sharing with you three ways to strengthen connections among your teams in 10 to 15 minutes or less. So the challenge right now is that many people are feeling really isolated. We know this, right? We're either feeling isolated or if not, I'm certain you have people in your close circles who feel very isolated right now. We're either living alone or we're working alone, or even if we're not living alone, we're, we're not having as many interactions with people as we normally would because of social distancing. And so, so many people that work and are now working remotely are missing those casual connections that happen throughout the day. You know, when you're just like walking to get a cup of coffee or coming in or out of work during the day, you have casual conversations with people sitting around you even. And we're not having those opportunities when we're all working at home offices remotely. In fact, some people say we're having more meetings right now. Uh, we're meeting more, but yet we don't feel connected because when we meet, we're all focused on the work and getting the work done. And people are tired. And so they just want to get in and get those meetings done and get out. But those working meetings that are virtual aren't always engaging and aren't always effective. And they certainly aren't always ways to make us feel connected to each other, at least not on a personal level. So while we want more time together and we miss that connection, we're also zoomed out, right? Have you heard the phrase, I'm so zoomed out? Or maybe you use Microsoft Teams or another platform, but you feel like, oh my gosh, if I have to be on one more video call today, I'm going to scream because it's tiring to be on video calls all day long. So we, we want more time together, but yet we don't want more meetings and this is the challenge that we have right now of how do we create connections without burning people out with more meetings. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. I haven't worked outside of my home since the pandemic came to the U.S. late March. I think I was scheduled to be somewhere on March the 2nd, and that event got canceled. And since then, I have been working from home. And yet, I have made connections over the last year with people all around the world, which is really fun and exciting to me. In fact, so many of the people that I'm now connected to and stay in touch with regularly are people that I didn't even know existed a year ago. And they may not even have known I existed a year ago. And it keeps me sane because I don't miss all the face-to-face. -face. I think I'm one of the unusual people in this field that I'm in, a facilitation who doesn't miss going in person. 
Because I think it's it's very possible to have strong, purposeful connections, even if you never meet people in the flesh. In fact, one of the reasons I started my community forward is because I wanted to pull together those of us all working independently and those of us, you know, who needed connection and wanted to learn together. And because of that experience, and this is probably where I've met many of the people from around the world, that we have now this new camaraderie, right? We come together and we share, we learn, and we feel connected. We know each other personally. We talk about work things as well. And so I'm not missing that and I'm not feeling isolated most of the time. And when I do, I know who to reach out to and how to reconnect myself. So today, let me walk you through three ways you can strengthen connections among your team, again, in just 10 to 15 minutes, because I know time is of the essence and you don't have a whole lot of it, right? And so the first one I'd like to share with you, the first idea came to me through a student that was in a leadership class that I was teaching. And when they shared this idea, I was truly fascinated by it. Like it was like something I would have never thought to have done. And I thought it was brilliant. So this particular leader was on a team and her team was used to working in a cluster where all their desks faced each other. So they were kind of all packed into an an open space type of office. And all throughout the day, the team could casually interact, you know, look up from the computer, ask a question, wave, see somebody looking confused, make a joke. You know, they, they just saw each other all day long, even if they weren't working directly with each other. And they missed that. They missed that physical closeness and felt really isolated and uninspired when they were working by themselves. So they started to think, how can we recreate this environment? How can we recreate that sense of being together, even when we're working independently? And here's what they did. They said, what we're going to do is we're going to find specific times where we all get on our platform. I believe they used Microsoft Teams. And they said, we're going to work together for 50-minute intervals. We're all going to have our cameras on, but our mics muted. So we can see each other. And we're going to work independently, but yet we can look up at the screen anytime and see each other and kind of feel like we're physically together. But we're going to stop at 10 minutes until the hour, and we're going to socialize. Turn back on our, our mics and, and just chit-chat, socialize. We can talk about what we're doing at work. We can talk about our dogs or our kids or our hobbies, but we're going to socialize. And then back when the hour, you know, strikes again, we're going to go back on mute and go back into working independently. So they got the sense that they were working beside each other, even though they were working independently, because they could look up at any time and see the faces of their teammates, almost as if they were sitting, you know, in their at their desks in their clusters all right there in the office. And this worked really well for this team. So they decided to do this on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from eight to noon. That was kind of their schedule of this is when we're going to consciously come together and do that. Uh, But there were a couple of things they had to work out to make it work for them. And if you decide to do this with their team, there's several things you're going to want to talk to and figure out what works best for your team too. So I would recommend if you like this idea and say, hey, let's try this, you know, especially if your team is missing that. Maybe you just start with one three or four hour session and test it out and see how it works. You know, do you like going 50 minutes of working and then just having 10 minutes to socialize? Or do you want to shorten or lengthen that social time? And do you want to do it just one day a week or three days a week or five days a week? There's no right way to do it. So your team's going to have to have conversations and figure that out. But figuring out the right way for your team can be really exciting for them because it creates that new space of how to connect. So a couple of things to keep in mind if you do this are the whole idea is that you can see each other, right? 
And so leaving your cameras on so you can see each other makes you feel like you're closer together, right? You can look up at any time and do that. And you want to create rules around how to engage during that time. So perhaps let's say during that 50 minutes, I think, oh, I want to ask my colleague Robert a question. I've got to have rules on how I do that. Can I break the silence? Can I come off mute and ask where everybody hears me ask Robert a question? And maybe that's okay, or maybe that's disruptive. Or do I text him or send him a private message and say, hey, I have a question for you. And then we can go offline and have that conversation during that time. So we've got to figure out rules around how to connect. And do we want to use private rooms or or text or chat in between? Another kind of interesting idea here is, Creating a visual connection through the videos is amazing, but what about also creating an audio connection as well? So what about playing music in the background that everyone can listen to together at the same time while you're working? So not only are you seeing each other, but you're all hearing the same music at the same time. Now, this would take a little bit of work, right? Because you've got to find work that's that's not going to be distracting and that everybody likes, but it might be something to play around with and see if people like the idea of listening to the same music at the same time to build that connection. Of course, if one person doesn't like it, you could always turn uh, the volume down for that particular section, but it would be a fun and interesting way to connect with people. And then, you know, finally, you're going to have to decide as a group, as a team here, how much are we going to do this? How long are we going to do this? And what's working? I would say you want to try it and then get back together and say, okay, what do we like about that? What worked about that? What do we want to continue doing, if anything? And then what do we not like so much? Or what would make this better if we were to do this again? And continue to tweak it just like you would any type of team meeting or event to make it better as you go along. The other thing to emphasize with this is you want to make it optional, right? This is not for everybody. There are people that are completely happy that we are all working remotely and they can just be alone in their home office working. And the idea of having to be on camera would just be aggravating, frustrating, and disruptive to them, right? So it's not for everyone and that's okay. We need to make it okay for everyone not to feel like they have to participate, or tell them they can participate as much or as little as they want to. So maybe they like the idea of doing it for an hour, but doing it for three hours straight feels like too much for them. Or or finally, maybe they don't really want to participate in the working together where we can see each other but not hear each other part of it. But on those 10-minute breaks where everybody's just chit-chatting and connecting, they want to be able to dial in then and enjoy those social moments with each other. So be creative be flexible, try this out and see if this creates a sense of connection for your team members who are really missing working together in the office. So that's the first way. So let me tell you about the second way that you can connect your team in 10 to 15 minutes or less. I had a client leader many years ago who was known for her close-knit team. I mean, they were, I, I, I actually wouldn't ask her about it. I'm like, tell me more about how you build this close-knit team. Because what was interesting to me is that her team of five lived in five different countries and four different time zones. And yet, they were extremely close, extremely close. They loved each other. They loved their work. I mean, this was a model team. They were only physically together once a year. And yet they were closer than so many teams that I worked with or saw that working that were working together in the same physical space all the time. And so that didn't happen by accident, right? This leader actually 
you know, made that happen through a whole lot of effort because she knew how important connection was to a team, right? It's not just about getting the work done and checking the box. The team needs to care and connect. And that creates that sense of, uh, you know, wanting to give more and really enjoying what you do. And so she did that. Again, remember, five different time zones. So some were going to bed when some were waking up, and she still did this. So what she did was she used and, and had them use a dedicated tool, and they used the Slack channel. And on this one dedicated channel, it was all about connecting on a personal level. So absolutely no work on this channel. This was all about the fun stuff, right? Here's what I'm going to do this weekend. Look at my cute puppy. Oh my gosh, look at what my child got into. Look at this amazing lasagna that I made for dinner last night, right? Or sometimes hard things too, difficult things going on in their lives. It was all about the personal things though. It was about them as human beings outside of work that they were able to share on this private Slack channel to connect with each other in different time zones. So, you know, I might put something in the Slack channel now and someone may not read it for six or seven hours, but they still have a chance to react or comment on it, right? Just like any other channel we might use with our friends. And so they had this channel that wasn't mixed with work, just about personal. And it was one of the ways that they really created a sense of knowing where each other were, what was going on with each other, how they could support each other, I mean, this is a, one of the ways she really built a better team was having this tool. So let me tell you a little bit about some things that they did with this. They, again, it was only used for fun and they would put questions and polls and pictures and ask each other things and comments on each other. And again, really kind of builds up a camaraderie. You could even as a group or a team decide to name your group, right? So for example, if it were a marketing team, you might call it the marketing musings or just kind of have a have a fun name for it just to really imply this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be social. Have a contest. Let the team come up with a fun and clever name. Now, as a leader, you may or may not love this idea. If you're a pretty social leader or social person in nature, you might be loving this idea and ready to go start it. Maybe you have something like this or similar to it now. But if you're not a super social leader, this might be one of those things you think, oh, this just sounds like work to me, right? But let me tell you, you don't have to spend a lot of time in this. Your team will keep it going. And most teams really need something like this. There are social people on your team. So even if you're not social, there are people on the team who, if they don't have this, will feel disjointed, will feel disconnected, will feel isolated. And so what I would recommend you do as a leader is if you don't naturally gravitate to something like this and just want to participate throughout the day, block every day 10 to 15 minutes in your calendar where you're going to go out to this dedicated channel and you're going to participate. You're going to read what's on there. You're going to like or comment. You're going to add your own pictures to it. You're going to participate and engage. You're going to be learning about who your team is, like who they are outside of work. And they're going to be learning about you, which creates just a bond and a connection that can get teams through some really rough times. So block a time when you'll do that every day. The other thing to know about starting up something like this is sometimes it's hard to get these things off the ground at first because there's not a lot out there or people aren't sure how to use it. So I would recommend you find a couple of champions on your team, at least one, ideally two, and I would pick those people who would naturally gravitate to something like this. They they like to be social. They like social media. They they you know they like to tell people about what's going on with their kids or their hobby. 
And I would ask them to really help you get it started, to, to post things, to comment things. And so you need a couple of people, including yourself, to kind of really get this rolling sometimes. But if you all will do that pretty consistently and check back in after a couple of weeks, it will just begin to have a life of its own. It will begin to kind of just become a natural thing that people look forward to checking in and learning about their teams. And so that's a, an idea that I, again, I particularly thought was really fun and easy. It doesn't take a lot of time to do, and yet it allows you all to connect even when your team lives far away from each other. So it's time for the Better Teams trivia question. What is one thing that decreases blood pressure, releases endorphins, increases your chances of promotion, and boosts your immune system, but it's also contagious? And so the answer is a smile. A smile. A smile does all of those things. It releases endorphins. It makes us feel good. When we see other people smile at us, we feel connected to them. Our brains are wired to say, this person is safe and I can trust them and I'm okay. And it just makes us feel good. And when we see other people smile, it's also contagious. We're more likely to smile back. So everything we're talking about today, all these three ways to strengthen connections about your team are ways that will help you increase the smiles on your team, which will keep the stress down and keep that positive feeling together. So we've already talked about two ways to strengthen connections on your team. One way was to have the meetings where you're on video, but not on sound for, you know, 50 minutes and then come on in the last part of the hour and have conversations with each other. The second idea here is to use some sort of a dedicated tool, uh, a Teams channel, a Slack channel, a private Facebook group, something where you can all connect and share socially with each other. The third thing I'm going to tell you about is matchups. And this is a really unusual and creative way to get your team to connect. So I often hear about people on remote teams and even teams that, that are in person who rarely have the opportunities where, for everyone to connect to everybody on the team, right? Often, if there's not a business reason for me to connect with my team member, it just doesn't happen, especially if we are remote. But again, even this happens in person. So we often tend to gravitate towards team members who are like us, right? We have similar ages, we're similar sexes, we both have kids or kids about the same age. We both love dogs or we both love to run. I mean, it's really natural for us to gravitate towards people or who are like us because we have that instant sense of connection and it's easy for us to just jump into conversation because we're, we're similar, right? So this is just kind of the way we're wired as human beings. But oftentimes, we don't connect to those people on the teams who seem dissimilar to us. And if we're not working with them on a project or have a reason to engage with them, especially in the virtual environment, there are people on the team who we may never interact with in a one-on-one -on -one format, right? Only in a group meeting. So we never really get to know them and they don't get to know us either. So this creates a lot of, of challenges for teams, kind of hidden challenges you may not even think about. So for example, it might create clicks, right? Where it's unintentional. We're not trying to leave someone out, but there's just a group of people who just naturally likes each other, gets each other. And, and because of that, other people feel excluded. Like they're not a part of the quote club, unquote, right? They feel like they're not a part of it. They're not, they're not liked as much. They're not included in those, um, those times when people are getting together socially, virtually or not to connect. And so that's a challenge for teams because when people start to feel isolated or excluded, 
it's, it's not a good thing. It's not a healthy sign of a team. The other thing, the other challenge to the fact that we don't naturally gravitate to some people and we don't connect to other team members is that there might be missed opportunities. Because if I don't know that Sally, you know, more about her and, and, and I kind of just know her as a work person and that's it, there might be things that Sally knows or does that if I took the time to get to know her would be really interesting to me or really helpful to me or useful to me and vice versa. And so we really want to create a way for everyone on the team to connect to other people on the team, especially those people they wouldn't naturally do that with. So what do you do? So my third tool for you today is called matchups. And in matchups, what you would do is create a forced connection that will often kickstart a new relationship. I mean, think about it. Have you ever spent time with someone and then been surprised by what you had in common or maybe interested in something that they did that you wanted to know more? Well, we want to create those opportunities. With matchups, we literally match people up. And this is how it works. Each week, each team member would be paired with one other team member. And the expectation is sometime during that week, those two pairs or that pair will be meeting for just 15 minutes to check in with each other. Just 15 minutes. And that's important. During that 15 minutes, no work conversations is allowed. They're not allowed to talk about work or a project that they're on. They're supposed to connect to each other personally, right? It's only 15 minutes. It's going to go by pretty fast for most people, but they're supposed to connect with each other personally. It's really important that we keep this to 15 minutes for a variety of reasons. Now, there might be people, by the way, who easily could talk for 30 or 40 minutes, but we want to intentionally say the rule is use a timer and stick with 15 minutes for two reasons. One, for the people who don't love to do this or are uncomfortable with this, 15 minutes isn't so bad. They can get through it and it's not awkward and they can manage 15 minutes. And in 15 minutes, you can start to build a relationship. Two, for those people who could talk for an hour and a half straight, it's, it's hard sometimes to end a conversation or one per person might feel rude if the other person was going on and on and on and they're thinking, I really need to get back to work now. It's hard to do. But if you have a hard and fast absolute rule that when the timer goes up, you end the conversation, it just makes it safe and comfortable. So people don't dread this or avoid this, but they go, it's 15 minutes and I'm going to go make the most of it. And I, that's why I recommend you really have a hard and fast rule in those 15 minutes. So what I would do is um, set those up, ask people to check in, and then rotate that. So every week, they're meeting with someone different. And, you know, then you just rotate again and you keep rotating around. Well, over time, if I never, ever have a chance to meet with John, but now I'm meeting with John once every month or at least every other month for 15 minutes, little by little, I'm learning more about him and he's learning more about me. We're going to have a more natural connection, which might lead into times when even outside of those 15 minutes, now he and I begin to connect and build a relationship together. So I just love this idea of matchups. I think it's such a brilliant way to connect people, again, who would normally not connect to each other. Another way you could do this, by the way, is just say, hey, at the end of every staff meeting, let's say we get together once a week for an hour, we're going to say our meetings are now going to be an hour and 15 minutes. And at the end of the hour, the last 15 minutes, we're going to randomly put people into breakout rooms and you're going to have that 15-minute conversation then. So you could all be having your 15-minute conversations at the same time. So there's lots of ways you can adapt this to work for you and to work for your team. And you might want to try different things and see what works best. Now, one tip 
is to offer a conversation starter question each week for the group. So there are going to be people who get together in their pairs who absolutely do not need any help jumping straight into conversation. But there are other people who might find this very awkward to get on the phone with someone who they don't know very well and jump into a conversation for 15 minutes. So you could offer up an optional conversation starter. And I'll, um, I've got a, a blog I wrote uh, a few years back called 18 questions to icebreaker questions, something like that. But we'll post that in the show notes for you. So you can get 18 really good kind of thought starter questions that you could offer, you know, one question to your team each week that they can use if they want. So just to give you some examples of what those questions are in that blog that we'll link to are, there are some that are more serious in nature and some that are more fun. So a more serious one might be, what have you accomplished in the last year that you're proud of? And that can really get people talking about, you know, anything they w- they're willing to share, but it's a positive thing too. Another question is, why do you think some people are successful in life and others are not? So again, wow, that's a lot you could talk about or unpack there and really learn about each other and your values and how you think about things. And then there are some lighter, funner questions that might work for your team. Uh, If you were going to get a new tattoo, what would you get? Or what traffic sign best reflects your life right now? Or which section in the bookstore are you most drawn to and why? And so you can decide the question. Is it serious? Is it fun? Is it light? But it should be a safe question. And it gives people a place to start. Again, they can always decide, we don't need this question. Let's just jump in. But it gives people a place to start. So matchups is a really great way to connect people who would normally not connect just 15 minutes a week, but over time really cultivate and build those relationships. So today I've shared with you three tools to help you connect your teams in 15 minutes or less. They don't take a lot of time, but they have a high impact, a great return on investment because we know that teams that are connected are gonna work well together, you're going to retain them. They're going to be more likely to want to stick around. I mean, this is how you build better teams, right? To consciously make an effort to connect your teams in meaningful ways. So the first idea was to work together on mute for about 50 minutes with your cameras on and then stop at the 50 minute mark and turn on the the volume and have conversations and socialize for 10 minutes and then go back to working together on mute again. The second idea was to use some sort of a dedicated tool to connect socially with your team, just about social things, right? So whether it's a Microsoft Teams channel or a Slack channel or a private Facebook group, this is a place where you post those funny pictures of your kids and your pets and you talk about fun things that have nothing to do with work. And the third tool that I gave you is matchups. And this is where you intentionally randomly match people up with another team member and they're expected to get together for 15 minutes and only 15 minutes to just connect once a week uh, with each other. And then again, the next week, they'd be meeting with someone else. So I hope that these are, are exciting to you and at least one of these, if not all of these resonated with you. Let's face it, leadership is difficult. And in the times we're in now where teams are working remotely or hybrid or switching back and forth, it's just, it's demanding as a leader, but it's also demanding as a team member. We've got to figure out how to connect our teams if we want to have happy and high-performing teams. We've got to put energy as leaders into connections, which can get lost in the work sometimes. 
And in order to do that, in order to truly build connections in a new environment with your team, you've got to be willing to try new things. So my challenge to you is to pick one of these things, one of these tools that I shared with you, and go try it with your team. Or if you're not sure which one, you like them all, go to your team and share all three and let them pick one that they really want to try and try that one out first. So don't feel overwhelmed that you have to do all three. Just pick one and go apply it, go do it and go start to build stronger connections with your team. That's what this is all about, right? Leaders have to be the ones to lead the way and build the connections. And today I've given you three excellent tools that you can pick and choose from to figure out how am I going to go and build stronger connections on my team. You will be happier for it and your team will too. This is Leanne Rogers with Leading Better Teams. If you loved this podcast, please go and rate it and share it with other leaders so that we can all help build better teams around the world together. Have a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. As leaders, it's important that we all keep learning. Visit www.better-teams.com to learn more about the Better Teams model and how you can assess your team. I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website and join Forward, my online community, where you can share, learn, and network with me and other leaders from around the globe. If you want more pragmatic ideas and tips to lead Better Teams, please subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues. Thank you and have a great day.